to witness the strength of knowledge. This is Steve Dace. Raising a banner of bold colors, no pale pastels. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Our rights are inherent and essential. Derived from our maker. That is liberty. And liberty will reign in America. This is Steve Dace. And greetings. Happy Friday. Thanks for tuning in here on a Feedback Friday on the Steve Day Show, powered by CRTV. It is our free podcast here on Google Play, iHeart, iTunes. Please, if you like us, subscribe, write some positive reviews. If you don't like us, don't write any reviews because that would hurt our feelings and that's not good. You don't want us, you don't want our precious, the precious snowflakes here on set to melt. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. Because if I melt, I mean, there's just going to be, I mean, we can't even with your yeah. negative reviews. <laughs> yes, we can't even. Don't write negative reviews simply because we can't even. That's as good as reason as any. Steve at SteveDace.com is the email address. D-E-A-C-E is the last name. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. We just wrapped up today's uh, show for CRTV, who graciously makes this podcast free for you each and every day. And uh, today was our Friday Dace Group Roundtable. Todd, give our audience a little preview of what's coming up today on CRTV. Well, I thought there was as much of a diversity of viewpoints, I mean, not diametrically opposed or anything uh, on this panel as there have been in in quite a while. Just different, refreshing takes on the lay of the land. I, no, no point goose stepping on any level uh, on any show these days. Uh, go in with eyes wide open. Be not afraid to stand on your own two feet because we uh, uh, disagreed in uh, some of our analysis on uh, Game of Thrones, on what this tax plan means, and whether or not uh, football is the greatest game ever invented. So it was, uh, it was interesting. I don't know. Did anybody else get that feeling? There was just a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, it was good. Uh, my clickbait bait for the day, uh, all capital letters, mystery, colon. One member was missing from Steve Dace's Dace Group. Uh, the, the conversation we had, uh, and I'm going to leave it there. You're going to have to you're going to have to click on the link, bro, uh, to to figure out what I'm talking about. Uh, the conversation that we had on football, I thought was uh, on, on the national anthem protests. I thought was. Uh, about as good as as it can be at this point, which isn't very high bar, because no good conversations are being had about what. It, I mean, if if the, if there is a point behind these protests, that's not you know if if there's a legitimate point behind these protests, that's not being talked about. All that's being talked about is is tribalism, and I thought we had about as good of a conversation about all that as as you can possibly have. You don't want to miss it. Uh, we talk uh, about Trump's uh, unveiled tax plan this week, uh, the repercussions of what went on in Alabama's Senate primary on Tuesday. All that and more today at CRTV.com. Use that promo code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, and they'll give you an annual subscription at a reduced rate that won't just give you access to our show every day, but also the great one, Mark Levin, the entire team here at CRTV. CRTV.com, promo code DACE, and if an annual subscription, even with the reduced rate, if that's still a little too much for you to shell out at once. A monthly subscription to get all of our shows every day is only 10 bucks a month. Now, I humbly think we're worth 10 bucks a month. And you know, I don't think we're really worth all that much, but I think we might be worth 10 bucks a month. But if we're not, I got to believe Michelle Malkin is, for example. All right, so just 10 bucks a month. Promo code DACE at CRTV.com. 
Well, today is Friday. That means it's time for a Feedback Friday to get to as many listener responses as we can. You guys ready to rock? First question, were we fired for this round of Theology Thursday? That's the first feedback I want. No. We're still here. We're here. Okay. Yeah. We're not in fact, just... I've not even had a chance to look at the feedback we've received, Aaron. Have you looked? I, I thought yesterday's oh, the- feedback or I was Theology watching, Thursday was really good. Yeah, I, I thought it was good as well. I was watching uh, the feedback, and it seemed uh, it seemed to be uh, pretty good. I can't remember th- anything that stuck out of me like I did last week, for instance. Um, so, it, yeah, people okay. seem to be responding. Still good. employed. Good. Yeah. Good to know. All right, here we go. This is from Rich, who predicts, look for the NFL to start wrapping themselves in the flag very soon. The Super Bowl halftime show is going to be something out of a Norman Rockwell painting, the most patriotic and family-friendly in years. What do you think? Yes. I think it's going in that direction. We did predictions at the end of the show, and mine was... Uh, how what's the next step in this whole thing and that's why i took my prediction to a different sport because i think the nfl and it's a different um base of fans as well in this sport i i think it's something close to this is going to happen the thing about this that having having been involved in a lot of liberal media panels and debates and discussions the last five six years of my career and I'd, and I'd love to I'd love to compare notes with somebody like a Ben Shapiro who's done this who's done a lot of the same things I've done just albeit at a, at a, at a higher level to see if he has seen the, if he sees the same thing higher up the food chain. You want to know when you've won an argument with a hardened progressive. You want to know when you've won an argument. I've noticed this, and and, and make sure you understand the word. The ter- I said hardened progressive, not progressive, but a hardened progressive. You want to know when you've won the argument. When they reduce their own argument to, well, I just think it's important for this perspective to be heard, and we'll just have to agree to disagree. <laughs> That's always you know when you won. Because yep. they're never going to say, well, you, I, I guess I'm on the wrong side of history. Thanks for letting me know. That's Pharaoh's hard in his own heart there, folks. That's, you know, he's not coming back to Moses and saying, on second thought, you guys go ahead and go now. I, I've thought this whole thing through after seven plagues. That's not going to happen. Okay? So... Um, the hardened progressive, that's why I use the phrase hardened. They know, they, they still believe they're right, but they know they've been beaten. And so the deflection is that the fallback deflection is it's just important that my viewpoint was heard. Last night or yesterday, the spokesman for the NFL, who used to work for Barack Obama, by the way, dropped that when he said, it doesn't matter what your opinion of, of the, the protest is, as much as it's important to note that people had their voices heard. That is, in my experience, hardened progressive nomenclature for we're getting our asses kicked out here. Somebody change the subject as fast as we can. A couple of years ago, when Debbie Wasserman Schultz was still running the, uh, the DNC, she got into a, an abortion debate with Rand Paul when he announced his presidential candidacy. And some little lefty pipsqueak uh, reporter went up to Rand Paul. So you think even women who get raped should have their kids? And Rand Paul's answer was, I'll tell you what, I'll answer your question when you go back to Debbie Wasserman Schultz and ask her, is it okay to kill a kid literally 10 seconds before he's born or not? Find out what she says. That was one of those moments, and there were a couple of them. If you could isolate all the other stuff and you just had to vote for president on one thing, it's like, hey, that guy right there. He killed them with that for a week forced them to ask that question. Wolf Blitzer finally did. 
I remember this. And Wasserman Schultz was just like, well, you know, I believe in a woman's right to choose, but let's be honest, Wolf, this is not going to be an issue that's going to drive too many swing voters in the election. <laughs> that's, that is hardened progressive nomenclature for, I'm getting my ass kicked out here, change the subject stat, move on to, move on to another talking point. And that's what Joshua Du Bois, I think is his name, who is the, uh, the spokesman for the NFL who used to work for Barack Obama, he dropped that yesterday. So that would seem to... October 1 can't get here soon enough for the NFL where they can bust out all the pink gloves and the pink and, and shill for Planned Parenthood's friends over at Susan G. Komen for this month. They can't get to October 1 soon enough, guys. Because that's, that's, a, that's a social justice warrior cause that, that is acceptable, acceptable because everybody's opposed to, to breast cancer, obviously, and most Americans don't know Susan G. Komen's ties to Planned Parenthood. They can't get to October 1 soon enough. In fact, man, they're going to paint the field pink. It's going to be like Boise State's blue turf. You'll play on pink turf. Guys will wear pink jocks. I mean, they're, they're going to paint their faces pink. Everyone, pink uniform. They, they, will, they can't get to October 1, yeah. Todd, and that transition soon enough. And just to back up the point about how disorienting this is for them, this is normally because we're often so bad at this yep. in our equivocation. These are the conversations they want to have because this is what sets up, you're a bigot, you're a misogynist. And when they, when they lose that game, I mean, they are... In in your Jehovah's Witness reset mode. You know, yep. they just don't know what to do. Uh, let's move on. Um, Robin Robin writes, I was so thankful you used your platform to promote Judge Roy Moore during the fight last year uh, and throughout the primary. And now I'm so thankful that you're pointing out that the primary win isn't about Mitch McConnell or Luther Strange or even Donald Trump or the swamp, but it's about Roy Moore, who has now twice been removed from office by Republicans for standing firm on social issues. Thank you. It is very, uh, it is encouraging to at least hear one voice on a national platform um, who's willing to say uh, the, the Bible is true. P.S. I seriously think the Babylon Bee might be an actual act of grace from God, granted just at the worst point in our nation's modern history to help his children keep their humor about it all. I second that. Yeah. I'm, I'm starting to believe that God may is still, in fact, speaking, and he's the editor-in-chief of the Babylon Bee. <laughs> I, has anybody? I spoke to God a couple weeks ago. He's going to be a guest on the show. You there. won't believe what God said next. <laughs> yes. It's gonna... our greatest clickbait of all time. <laughs> you won't believe what God said next. <laughs> oh, I still can't get over it. Every time you do this, I think about what happened a week ago when you first started doing this, get on this kick. Uh, and literally, as you were doing it, one of my favorite conservative blogs literally <laughs> tweeted out the headline. <laughs> A Democrat may go to prison. You won't believe what CNN did next. I looked that up and I could not believe it. It was true, the, wasn't I it? I could not believe the outlet that that came from. It was true. Yeah. I mean, it was it literally happened right as you were speaking a week ago when you first started on this clickbait kick, which is great parody, by the way. Great parody. Um, Todd Abshear writes... Leftists, one in five women are raped on a college campus. Men are out of control. Leftists, God bless Hugh Hefner. He did so much for women, and he's in a better place. That's that's a bullseye. That's a devastating yep. bullseye. What was what was the, I think? I think it was Shapiro again had the quote on yesterday. I'm troubled by the same people that were upset. Clay Travis professed his yeah. love for boobs on CNN. Yeah. Now 
give, paying homage to Hugh Hefner, Todd. Are you troubled by that too? My wife was talking to me today about this, how she read something about Mark Hamill, a.k.a. Luke Skywalker, who's been in the news more because of the movies, and uh, he, he's uh, a pretty hardened leftist, and how he was waxing poetic about his great times with Hugh Hefner, I don't, which just goes to show... I, I mean, these people yell, they scream, they call you names... But there is no there there. So you, your, your arguments are better. It's just your job to have them, okay? They, because this is, this is silliness. That Clay Travis thing that a lot of people, you know, uh, on the right were speaking in uh, tones like this. And I don't know, well, we, did this, we really want our politics to become and we need more decorum than Trey Travis. You had your opportunity and you suck over and over. And he's not even one of air quotes mm-hmm. us i mean i didn't know about steve says he's he's comes from the sports world and he and then he himself out of no i voted for every democrat under the sun in the last two somebody, decades somebody See, told me he worked for tom daschle now i've yeah. not been able to verify that but but he is openly a proud obama voter he will tell you he voted for obama twice he's just a guy we need more of guys like the, his producer by the yeah. way is a huge fan of our work and follows our stuff. Wow. Jason Martin is his name. Excellent. He is he is a Christian conservative who was a never Trump guy last year, who wow. just thought Trump morally was unqualified for the presidency. You got Politico writing an article about that that these guys are alt right. Travis is a Democrat, and John and Jason Martin, his producer, is a never Trump Christian conservative. They couldn't be less alt right. I, I I love the. F- we need more of that. Those people respecting each other, getting in the same room, not doing this ridiculous uh, uh, tribalism. It, it's an absolute it, must. And we need more people, no matter what stripe. And this is what why uh, we've been, Steve's show has been a success for so long. When you see the emperor doesn't wear any clothes, you point that out regardless of the scarlet letter on his forehead being the magic R or the L. Just do it to all of them, and that's what this guy's doing. This whole thing about Hugh Hefner and seeing the left and the, the, the media and individuals on the left venerating this man, I actually do think that there's there there, Todd. It's just that they don't want to admit what the there 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 is. It's the, the there that's there, I've been saying that words too many times, is what we heard from Bernie Sanders and Dianne Feinstein. The reason why the same people who uh, claim uh, to support uh, this feminism, uh, this new idea of feminism, and at the same time, at the other, uh, out of the other corner of their mouth, say that Hugh Hefner was a great guy who liberated, is the same reason why leftists love them some um, radical Islam. It's the same reason. They're iconoclasts, especially towards any notion of Christianity. That's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. They just don't want to admit what Bernie Sanders and Diane Weinstein mit- admitted, that they just hate God. Yes. That's the there that's there. That's what I was calling Chris Hayes out about last night. I mean, if you don't like an article that, I don't know how many years ago it was that the judge wrote this article, Judge Roy Moore for World Net Daily, saying that Congress should refuse to seat Keith Ellison as a congressman because of his Muslim views. If you don't agree with that, Okay. But then don't turn around and tell me you were completely ignorant and blind and, and, and ignored the fact that not once but twice in the last 90 days in the United States Senate, high-profile Democratic senators have said to two different Christians, because you believe in Christianity, you cannot, and I will not support you for this appointment. It's the same argument. 
You're making you're 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 making the same argument. You, you're making the same argument against Christians that Judge Roy Moore is making against Keith Ellison as a Muslim. So if you're so the argument therefore either becomes you believe in no religious test for office or you just believe Christianity doesn't pass the religious test for office. But it's one or the other. You cannot have it both ways. Now, I think it's perfectly fair for Judge Roy Moore to pose the question, because I would too, how can someone who professes to be a, a practicing Muslim when Sharia law openly calls for subterfuge and insurgency against earthly governments that don't line up with Islamic law? Are you, I would ask him. I think it's a fair... And, and when we talked about what Bernie Sanders did to Russ Vote, for example, did I not say at that moment, Bernie Sanders is perfectly within his rights to ask, can you, in a, in a pluralistic culturally diverse um, you know society that we have today if, if your religious views say I as, a, I as a non non a non-believing Jew meaning I don't think Jesus is Messiah that I'm I don't my sins aren't atoned for if I if I identify as gay I think it's a you well if, if Russ Folk can't answer the question that he'll still love his neighbor as he loves himself then I agree he's not qualified to be in office would we all agree on that one I think it's fair to ask that yeah. if you're gonna if you're if your religion ident, religious identity is the core of your identity then by golly it is perfectly within your rights to ask the question of how would would you still be willing to accommodate disparate views? That's not outside the realm. But to just up front immediately say, be, before I even ask you to apply your beliefs, because you believe that G, you, the dogma lives within you, but you believe Jesus is the only way to heaven, you are now disqualified. That's a, that's, that is flat out religious bigotry. It is perfectly fair to ask Keith Ellison this question. Sharia law calls for open insurgency and subterfuge against earthly governments that don't believe and practice and avow Islam. Does that what you believe? Would you disavow that belief? I don't believe that just because he's a Muslim, he can't serve in government. Those are two totally different things. But you can't turn around and criticize Judge Roy Moore for what he wrote about Keith Ellison a few years ago. Because something tells me a whole lot of Chris Hayes probably hasn't read, isn't a regular reader of World Net Daily, do you think? Probably, probably not. Okay. So go find your needle in a haystack here about Judge Roy Moore. And, but we just had live testimony in the U.S. Senate last, over the, twice this summer where Democrats openly said, if you're a Christian, I'm not going to vote for you. You, if, if, if you either believe in there's no religious test for office or you're a fraud like Chris Hayes at MSNBC that, who just hates Christians and is looking for language to cover that up. Period. That's it. That's yep. all there is. It's, it's, it's one or the other. And, well, and then the question that Chris Hayes posed was, well, would the Republic, if, if the judge said that because you're Jewish you can't take, well, the judge would never say that. Because the vast majority of the judge's view of law and government actually comes from right from Jewish scriptures. And Hayes was like, well, that's a very revealing answer. I said, you're right. It reveals the fact that you really don't understand that there are incontrovertible views of law and government and belief between a Judeo-Christian belief, even within Judaism and Christianity in some regards, although probably not in any regards that apply to governing, but in theological realms, absolutely there are. There are, there are incontrovertible views between Mormons and evangelicals. From a theolo- and Catholics, for that matter, from a theological standpoint, probably doesn't apply to how we govern ourselves, though. So it's not the time and the place to have that conversation. Well, when Islam openly says, overthrow governments that don't accept Allah as God and Muhammad as his messenger, well, then suddenly your religion does probably play a role in how we're going to govern, and we need to address the fact whether or not that's what you believe or not. That's all. I think those are fair questions. 
Do you guys not think those are fair questions? What do you think, Aaron? Uh, th- those are probably fair questions. Uh, but again, um, most people on the left are, are so blinded by their hatred of all things uh, Christianity that they're never going to answer those. Christianity says obey the civil authority until they try to get you to do something God says is wrong. Other than that, though, pay every tax you hate. Do everything the king says until the king tells you to do something that God says is wrong. Do everything he says. That's the New Testament message, is it not? Well, the Quran message is overthrow governments that don't believe that, uh, that uh, um, Allah is the only God and Muhammad is his messenger. So I think it's absolutely appropriate to know if you're going to claim that you belong to something that seeks the overthrow of secular earthly governments as a means of exercising its faith. I don't think it's nuts to suggest where are you at on this. Do you think that's nuts, Todd? Uh, it's not nuts at all, but uh, we're still bigots for thinking it. <laughs> One, I mean, I watched Ala Pundit, who's one of my favorite Twitter accounts, tweeting all this oppo research out about Judge Roy Moore yesterday. And, and I finally tweeted back. I'm like, can you guys turn these into TV commercials in Alabama? Because you all want to run a commercial that the judge thinks that the U.S. is endangering itself by putting mosques on our military bases after Fort Hood. Should I continue? Naval bases. Should, you want me, should I go on? You guys want me to go on with this? Somebody should. Okay. You guys want to run a commercial in Alabama in an Alabama general election that the Republican candidate thinks it might be squirrely to start putting mosques on our military bases. He's going up by 10 points the next morning with that ad. It just goes to show we are different Americas here. And they, they just aren't reconcilable. They're not. And that's why we can't help but turn everything that used to unite us and be fun, like even the NFL, we can't help but turn it against ourselves. We really don't want to live with one another. We don't. We just don't. We, we aren't interested in it on any level. We're st- we are the culture staying together because um, uh, for the kids. And in this case, we're staying together for the kids means we're even too lazy to even fight about it anymore. So we're just going to self-loathe all the way until this thing implodes. That's kind of that's where I think we are. Maybe you guys disagree. I don't know. No, I've said it for quite a while on the show. We're in the midst of a uh, a civil war. If we want to reclaim the country we had, it's going to take another American uh, revolution. Chad writes. I think everyone's missing the bigger point of these NFL protests. Their protests are based on a lie. They are being fed misinformation about the character of the nation and what is happening. That far and away is the biggest problem. Totally agree. Does any, do you know what they're protesting? They'll tell you they're protesting racial injustice. Which racial injustice are you protesting? Do you know? I had a the conversation that, the, the, like this. Do you, okay, could you share it with us. Yes, let's hear it. Go ahead. Uh, on social media, at the end of which I was uh, called a racist, but I, uh, it, it, the closest thing to a specific is, is the treatment uh, of uh, blacks uh, Americans by the police. Uh, but then that's about as uh, specific as it gets and where it not only is not specific at all but it omits everything altogether is that it it, it says i mean they they say things like uh you know we haven't come very very far in our civil rights uh but what about black on black crime what about the black abortion rate i was talking about this with aaron affair uh, what about uh, the, the waste of uh, uh, money in inner city school districts, which are have some of the highest per 
pupil spending in the country all the time, but it continues to produce what it produces. What about absent uh, absentee fathers in the, the black community? Uh, they, they paint this very generalized picture of how the state of man in black America is not only bad, but is the fault of the white man. And it, it's, it's, it, it's such a bizarre, cartoonish caricature. And again, this is what I meant earlier about... You're describing uh, victimology. Oh, yes. There, there's no there there, but it, 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 it's an almost impossible conversation to have in social media thread because it's, it, it's a friend of mine that I go way back with. I like him, but he's a liberal, and everybody else he's friends with is liberal. So instantly, they they see I'm the one voice, and instantly... They, I mean, it's it was, a dogma. It was brazen. It has, to, it has to be true. If this yeah. is not that where the world is right. at... Then my then my faith falls right. My faith falls apart. And they speak. They, they kept saying over and again, Todd. It's so obviously true. Why can't you see that? That was the most robust argumentation they had. Have it's, you ever asked him? Explain to the to the thirty eight year old guy, who's got two three kids, and maybe he's married or divorced and on a second marriage, living paycheck to paycheck, and he gets three hours in his mind. I'm not saying this is the right way for a man to live. I'm just telling you this is who your customers are. That's all I'm drawing is a customer sketch. In his mind, he's got three hours a day, man, of relief. And that's where he's got a six-pack, and he's pissed about the fact he played the wrong guys in fantasy football, and his team gives up that cheesy touchdown right before half every week. The average NFL fan. And a bunch of rich black guys are on a television screen telling him, while he is living paycheck to paycheck, and, and probably on a rental property, that he that this is a racist country. How is it possible they don't understand what message there? The only way is you're talking about, a, a, this is a cult. This has to be true. Now, notice the question I asked was not. What is, I didn't say, there, don't they know there's no racial injustice? Is that, the, is that what I said? No. no. I asked him, what is the racial injustice you're protesting? Right. The, it's like you were there. Yeah. What, what, what is the actual thing you want done? Right. What is it you want done? FBI comes out with stats. 97% of murders done to blacks are by blacks. So... What is because now if you want to say that this is the that that's part and parcel with a subculture that has that spent 200 300 years in a, in a state of bondage and then you know another hundred years after that with discrimination and Jim Crow, I don't disagree with that. But your remedy would be to continue a lot of the governmental assumptions that created the very dynamic you're talking about. Because the only thing that's ultimately going to undo generations, if not centuries, of dysfunction and depravity is a rebuilding block of a civilization in and of itself. And what is the fundamental rebuilding block of any civilization? A family is. Do you know what the, do you know what the poverty rate of, of, do you know what the black poverty rate in America is if, if the mom and dad are married? Do you know what it is? Do you know? Single freaking digits, guys. Yeah, I mean, it's... Single freaking digits, man. Single digits. 
My buddy, who's a black Democrat that I got help get on the school board several years ago, used to drive folks mad when he used to say we were better off uh, in, 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 under segregation as, in our community. Now, he's not arguing for segregation. It's an evil. The point is, though, because they were shut off from government, they had the, the only institutions that they had as a subculture were the family and the church. And now because government is the mechanism, is the Messiah, the delivery system, everything is about government decides everything. Everything. And tell me then, what is the specific injustice? Michael Brown, hands up, don't shoot. Well, the Obama Justice Department said that was a scam. He never said it, according to their own report. Eric Holder's Justice Department reported that. Believe me, if there was some race baiting to do in the Michael Brown story, don't you think Eric Holder would have found it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Eric Holder's own Justice Department said he never said that in their final investigation. That never happened. And yet the view and all these people are standing up like it. I mean, this is like a freaking mantra. It never the event never occurred. For this, the people, you're a science denier. Uh, uh, he never said hands up, don't shoot. And it turns out the guy's a thug. Now this is coming from a guy. I opened up a sermon at my church about six months ago, showing a montage to a bunch of white Republican suburbanites of. Teary, break your heart um, funerals in black churches from Dylan Roof to, to, to cases where this were, these were clear cases of police brutality. And I'm like, do you have empathy for your brother here? Or, or is it you just automatically decide since they voted for Obama twice, you know, well, that's what you get for. I'm not, I'm not opposed to going to these places and having these conversations and crossing these lines. These protests don't do that. They, they dig the heels in further. They, they make the lines deeper and starker. Right. Because you're taking the venues that people thought were the last remaining places where we could actually come together as a people despite all this division, and you're bringing it there too. You're bringing it, That's why I used the analogy the other day. If I went to my family gathering and decided this was the place to have a protest this is the place you know aunt so-and-so just got divorced uncle so-and-so lost his kids in a custody custody fight grandpa so-and-so had to take early retirement it's been a rather poopy with corns in a year here for the old family we came together for christmas to forget the fact we hate each other and life sucks and then you die thinking let's give the cute little kids that we can't afford that we procreated let's give them some christmas gifts take some cool photos enjoy the day and eat until we pass out because this is all we've got left. And today you decided we're going to debate today. Screw you, man, would be the reaction everybody would have, right? And then especially if you responded with, well, I'm not protesting Christmas. Uh, what day is it? Christmas. And what are you doing? Protesting. Guess what you're protesting? Christmas. Don't tell me you're not protesting the anthem when you're protesting the anthem. You're not protesting the coin toss. Are they kneeling during the coin toss, Todd? No. Are they kneeling during the pregame introductions when they all get to run out there and have the fans cheer their name? Notice they weren't kneeling then. Did you notice that? Right. When do they choose to kneel? When we play the anthem. So guess what the protest is? It's an anthem protest. I want to address specific racial injustices. I've railed against white nationalism. How many shows? How many right. columns? Right. But the idea that your worldview is that the world exists in a state of racial injustice. The thing is, that's true, but not for the reasons you believe. 
It, it's true because of the worldview that you disagree with has been pointing. You refuse to accept the sinfulness of human nature, the fallenness of human nature, and the remedy for it. So therefore, you will just continue drain circling around the very ideologies that give birth to the injustices that you're protesting. So what again, I ask, what are you protesting? Well, Colin Kaepernick said it wasn't about the anthem. Actually, he said it was. As he wrote, as Spike Lee, Colin Kaepernick's like uh, Jackie Robinson. Well, except for Jackie Robinson never said cops or pigs. Actually, he served his country wearing a uniform and wasn't just a better than average player, but a Hall of Famer. Other than that, though, the resemblance is uncanny. Essentially, the only comparison between Jackie Robinson and Colin Kaepernick is Spike Lee must be buying into the racial caricature that black people all look alike. Other than the fact that they have the skin pigment, is there anything else the two men have in common on any level that you can think of? No. Nothing. Nothing other than skin pigment. So tell me what's ra- tell me who the race baiter is here. Spike Lee is. Spike Lee is. That's not going to bridge any of these divides on any level at all. You want to know what will? What will is when a racist scumbag thug named Dylan Roof walks into a South Carolina church, a place of God, and starts opening fire on people because of the color of their skin. And the surviving family members, with every justification to hate him, stand up in that same church in the coming days later and forgive him while also going to the court of law, to the avenging angel Paul writes about in Romans 13, the state, and says it is sentencing. We forgive you. We hope God will forgive you. But throw the book at him for what he did. And they did. And the unifying principles of justice and forgiveness bring people of various persuasions in a state that has had, let's face it, a crappy history with race relations. And in, in a moment that could have been a tinderbox, we could have had weeks, months of Ferguson. Now, that's a Ferguson. That's a, you want to have a Ferguson riot? Michael Brown's fake hands up, don't shoot is a scam. A white racist who literally walks into a black church and opens fire. That's your, that's your, that's your. But where, why didn't we see days and weeks? Why didn't they burn the city and the state to the ground and raise it like they did in Ferguson for an entire summer? Because you had healing. You had forgiveness, and you had justice. Those we didn't have in Ferguson, and we don't have in too many of these places. And you know why we don't have them? Because progressivism can't bring you those things, guys. It can't. Because it rejects the one who offers them to us in the first place, Todd. That's excellent. I attempted to make that point in the same way in my dialogue by pointing out that their obsession with race is the exact opposite thing that Dr. King was trying to achieve. He, I, I pointed out this, this to them explicitly. He wanted this to be finally, once and for all, about the content of your character and not about race. And, y- and I told them, all of you yelling at my, me right now won't let that happen. And Steve, they hated that Mm -hmm. yes for progressivism to be true they need their view of the world to also be true in Christianity it's the other way around Christianity it's because the world is the way it is that Christianity is true it's the other way around 
It's because we need to ask ourselves, why are we the way we are? Why is the world the way that it is? Christianity is the ultimate observational science. Why do bad people do good things? Why do good people do bad things? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why do good things happen to bad people? Why do we have an innate sense of justice? Why aren't we just animals of instinct? See, the observations of how the world works for the heavens declare the glory of God and the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Observation, true observational science of how the world works will point you to Christianity because it's the only worldview that actually answers all those questions. Because you need a remedy for them as well. And the remedy, of course, is we need to renew our direct relationship with our creator so that we can then be renewed and be the people we were originally created to be. No other worldview can answer all those questions. Progressivism is the other way around. They can't do simple observational science of the world because observational science of the world rejects their tenets. So they need what we call magical thinking. They need to project. This is why you often hear me when I argue against progressivism. We have to accept the world for what it is, not what we think it is, not what we think it to be. I did this debate in Wichita a few years ago with an with a, um, occupier. And it was funny. I agreed with all of his complaints about nanny state, about corporatism. I'm all in. TARP. Uh, we agreed. We got to the remedy. What you're advocating is exactly the system we got here. You have to create a system of competition with more freedom because human nature is bad. You need to acknowledge. He, he, just, he did not want to acknowledge the world for what it is. Ultimately, progressivism is the, is, is the final result of ye be like God. A failure to recognize God is God. I am not. I am a sinner, not a saint. I am bad. I'm not good. It rejects all of those things. Well, since that essentially means you're rejecting reality. Now, what do we typically call people who reject reality? What do we call them? Crazy. Crazy. What do we usually do with crazy people? Put them in an asylum. Put them in institu- well, we have institutionalized them, unfortunately. In the Federal Reserve, <laughs> U.S. Congress, Supreme Court. Wow. Academia. That's a book. Okay. All right. They, we're still institutionalizing crazy people into our institutions, okay? But therefore, since you're rejecting the observational science of the human condition and the state of the planet, you then must project a new reality, an alternative form of reality. Once you believe you have the power to project an alternative form of reality, we're, then we're, we're in Book of Exodus territory. Steve, it's not fair that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. You don't quite have the order of events there, correct, by the way. First of all, who the hell are you to argue what's fair to God? Are you, com- are you a being of complete and total fairness? You've never been unfair to anybody? No? You have been unfair? Then where do you get off believing you have standing to argue fairness with God? Answer, you don't. But let's play the game for the sake of the argument. The order of events in this case are actually are Pharaoh hardened his own heart first. Pharaoh looked at the evidence, the observational evidence that Isis is not a goddess. Anubis is not a god. The Nile is not a god. As all of these idols are being stripped in front of him. He looks at the observational evidence. There is a power on this planet greater than he. And what is his response to it? To harden his heart. And then the events of that moment say 
At that point, God went ahead and sealed the deal. Harden his heart as well. That's where you're at. You made your call. So be it. That's what you're dealing with. They, they, they can't handle observational science. That, this is why you're a racist if you point out. I read 97% of the people, according to the FBI's own data last year, that murdered blacks were blacks. I read that and it breaks my heart. You're talking about systemic level of dysfunction and self-loathing and depravity. That What a tremendous injustice that is. If you read that out loud to these hardened progressives, you're a racist. The FBI's data is racist. Why? Because it goes against the, the world as they need it to be. You're, you're essentially telling them what they believe is Xanadu, and they don't like it. So the human condition has two choices. I can admit I'm wrong, or I can just admit you're wrong. What are most people going to do in that situation? You pay. You pay. Yeah. That's exactly what they're going to do. That's, that's what you ran into in your thing, Todd. Right. It, I, I can't accept observational science for what it actually is because it's going to run contrary to what my own view of the world is. Remember back in March when Amy and I took our, I was speaking at a pro-life event in New York City. And so we decided to go ahead and take our 20th winter, uh, anniversary trip out there. And one of the trips we took was to the Museum of Natural History because right. we loved the Night at the Museum movies. Do you guys remember the picture I sent back to you? Now, Neil deGrasse Tyson is the guy who runs this museum in New York City, right there next to, it's across the street from Central Park. Remember the picture I sent back to you guys? No one knows. No one knows. You remember that, Aaron? Yeah. So we're going through this, and this is, it's an impressive mass structure. They have the answers to everything, they say. But, for the most important question in the entire facility. Why are we here and where did we come from? And they literally put on their placard. Uh, this picture is somewhere on our Facebook. If you go to our Facebook wall, click on photos, it's in that archive, okay? It literally says, no one knows where life came from. So you mean to tell me, you don't know the first most important question in the process, but I therefore should take for granted what you think on all the ensuing secondary questions that stem from that first one? Why would I do that? You don't know two plus two is four, but I should trust your trig? I should trust your calculus. I should let you, you should be the one creating the angles for my um, earthquake-proof architectural design, but you don't know two plus two is four? Would, would you hire an architect that didn't know two plus two is four, Todd? Would you do that? No. Would you hire a mathematician, Aaron, that didn't know two plus two is four? I sure hope not. Then why the hell would we take life advice from someone that doesn't know where life came from? Do you know? Why would we do that? Because knowing where it came from and why we're here probably will determine you, whether or not you can trust their advice. What's the old saying? Don't, don't, hey, don't judge someone until you've done what? Walked a mile in there. So face. that you would have an experiential knowledge of that which they speak. Why do we heal sinners in the church other than God wants them to have life abundantly? We want to then send them out to have testimony to go to other people that are broken by the same sins and can say, I've been where you're at. I know what you're going through. I can suffer with you. I can help you get to where you want to go to be whole again. So you want me to let you determine my entire existence, how I live my life, how I govern myself or others, what kind of family I raise, whether I have a family at all, what my gender is, whether I have a gender at all, but you don't know the very most basic question of life. Where are we from and why are we here? And you openly admit this in writing at the Museum of Natural History. 
Do you guys see? This is like Stephen A. Smith asking, Where's Cinco, when is Cinco de Mayo? You are the Museum of Natural History, yet you admit openly you know nothing about the most important point in all of history. When it started... Do you see the logical fallacy of this? I don't know when history started or why, but I run the Museum of History. So, okay. And I'm smart, though. That's what you ran up against on your page. It was fun. Yep. You and I probably have really perverse definitions of fun compared to most Americans, though. Yeah, one of them got fed up. You know, why are you doing this? Why are you just trolling him? No, 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 no. No, you got it. Speaking of having things in reverse. My own opinion is trolling. You're you're trolling America right now. I'm just saying I'm calling your bluff. That's what I'm doing. It reminds me of something I saw somebody tweet a couple days ago that I shared on my own account. He said, I love living in California because the people here are so (laughs) open-minded until you disagree with them. Perfect. That'll do it for today's podcast. Thanks for tuning in here on a Feedback Friday. Don't forget CRTV.com, promo code DACE to catch today's roundtable. Have a great weekend until Monday. John 317. This is Steve Dace. I like it, you. Oh.